Welcome on in to the Talking Schmidt podcast. Mike and Andy coming back at everybody for the fifth season of the SFL episode number two. Here we go. Andy, what's up? Mike, how's it going, man? I'm doing good. Are you feeling dangerous? Uh, I am not feeling dangerous. How about you? You know, on Sunday, I woke up feeling dangerous, but I overslept. Um, Boy, what happened, Andy? The Browns laid an absolute egg on Sunday. That was probably the most deflating, disappointing loss as a fan since I can't even remember when. Man, especially with with all the expectations, you know, we've been waiting for this game since the season ended last December. Absolutely. They've made so many big acquisitions. There's all the hype from the national media, probably too much hype. But, Mike, I think you put it best when you said, you know, it's like waking up on Christmas morning, going downstairs, and there's just a bunch of coal in your stocking. Yeah, I mean, we were we were talking throughout the week, and then, you know, on Saturday, we're like, oh, my God, you know, it's Christmas Eve, we get to watch the Browns, we get football on Sunday, it's going to be a great day. The Browns came out flatter than a pancake. I mean, I have not seen a team look less sharp, and really, Andy, I attributed to, and I told you before the game, I was worried that because Freddie Kitchens didn't play the guys much hey, at all in the preseason, that they were going to come out and not look very sharp. I thought that with all their talent, they'd be able to get away with it playing the Titans. But, you know, the Titans have a great defensive line. The Titans have a great secondary. And they proved it. They picked off Baker three times. They sacked Baker a whole lot. What, what four, three, four, five times? I mean, Including a safety. Including a safety, for God's sakes. I mean... The offensive line looked absolutely horrendous. And oh, it was terrible. The, the tackling was also a concern for me. We, we made a gentleman's bet last week on the podcast that Derrick Henry wouldn't get 100 yards. And he got 72 yards in one attempt. He, that was a, uh, a pass, but regardless, he had over 100 yards for the game oh, total. Oh, that was a pass, that's right, yeah. Yeah, but he still. did, and their defense did not look good. You called it, you said they couldn't tackle. I mean, the O-line was terrible. I thought the play calling was not very good. I mean, no. Nick Chubb was averaging four to five yards a carry. Why did they go away from the run? Yeah, he had 17 carries Number for one. 75 yards. Yeah. What, 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 what was that? The play calling too, Mike, on the safety, they're backed up, you know, on the one-yard line, and Freddie calls a play-action pass in Baker's reading. He, he, he went through his reads. It was like multiple reads. What was that on the one-yard line? Yeah. Like, call a run, do something out of the shotgun. I don't know. Well, you know, I, I watched a lot of games on Sunday. And, you know, a little bit, you know, obviously the Thursday night game I watched, Monday night. I, the Browns' offensive line looked worse than any team that I saw in, the, in any of the games I watched. And even offensive lines that were supposed to be bad, they were getting the ball away quick. I mean, we're, we're only missing one guy. Yes, uh, Kevin Zeitler's a great right guard. But we're missing one guy from an offensive line that allowed three sacks in like five, six games at the end of the season last year. 
you know, I, I don't know if it's going away from the system and making all these changes and trying to get the ball downfield more and routes aren't developing. But the Browns were at their best last year when they had two tight ends in the game. They had a blocking tight end and they had Njoku in the game. So I think that they need to shore up their protection. And, and, you know, I don't care if you don't have an extra skill position player on the field. Get me another tight end and protect my quarterback. You know, because Baker had a hurt hand after the game, too. I guess all by all reports, he's okay. But still, I mean, we're not, I don't want to go through a year of uh, Drew Stanton. No, absolutely not. And you, you called that, Mike. You touched on that after the game. I'd heard somebody call in on the radio. I think it was, it was either the Bowler or the Fox or the Ken Carmen show. And it was an analytic guy. And he, uh, not Sashi Brown, but he said that last year the Browns were at their best when they ran two tight end sets. And especially, like you said, with our lack of protection, you got to find a way to protect the quarterback. Yeah. Or it's going to be a long year. The, the thing simple. is, I mean, you've got Odell Beckham, Jarvis Landry, Rashard Higgins. You tell me, you mean to tell me you can't play two tight ends, three wide receivers? You, you don't think those guys are going to get open? Regardless if you play two wide receivers, Odell and Jarvis, those guys still should be able to get exactly. open with two tight ends in the game with their talent and skill level. So, I mean, I'm very disappointed in Freddie Kitchens' debut. It just went to show how undisciplined the team was and how unprepared and overwhelmed he looked as a head coach. I like Freddie. I think he can bounce back and has potential as a coach. I like his temperament. I like his personality. But overall, he gets an F for me. Absolute failure. I mean, discipline, 18 penalties for 200 yards. I mean, that's, that's three touchdowns right there. In penalties, basically. And, Mike, that was a record, wasn't it, for the most penalties? Going back uh, to, like, the 1950s? 50s, yeah. Well, they beat that record, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, come on. All you hear about the entire offseason, too, is how Freddie values discipline. You know, he wants to be a smart football team, and they come out and lay an egg like that. I mean, that was just yeah. absolutely embarrassing. Well, and you know what? Say what you will about Greg Williams. But if you remember last year, after I mean, you remember Hugh was another guy who was total lack of discipline for his guys. Remember the Browns had a lot of just killer penalties all the time and late in games when Hugh was the coach last year when we were somewhat competitive. And yep. then Greg Robinson took, or excuse me, Greg Williams took over. And it just was like night and day in terms of penalties. So, I mean, these guys are professional athletes getting paid millions of dollars. They can be disciplined. It's, it's that penalties to me are 100% coaching. And I think that the Browns got, you know, the the first drive, they look great. I was like, wow, this is going to be, we're going to, we're going to roll over the Titans. And then that was about it. After Siebert missed that kick, it just we oh, completely fell off. The I cliff. could not believe when he missed that kick. Bad. I mean, the first extra point of the season, he goes wide right. I think I'm stunned. That, I I think that they were all nervous, and I think that they were all afraid of the hype, and they expected to just go out there and win a hundred. They wanted to win a hundred to nothing, and then when they faced a little bit of adversity, they couldn't handle it. Well, I think too, like you said, you know the Titans. They are a very good team. You know, they're not. They don't They've been nine and stars. seven each of the last three years. Yes. They have a very good defensive line. They have a strong running game. And they have a smart head coach. So I, I don't yeah. know if the Browns 
underestimated them and they just thought they were going to, you know, walk in and just, you know, cruise to a, a victory. But I, I must, they probably did think that they can't, they can't do that. There's too much talent on this team to lose by 30 points at home. I, I mean, you'd think so, but I mean, it was just absolutely embarrassing. Well, here, here's, here's the problem that I have now. The Browns are going into a Monday night game against the New York Jets. This is a huge game because six days later on Sunday night, the Browns have to go to L.A. Or no, the, the L.A. LA comes, comes here. L.A. Mm-hmm. comes here. Excuse me. We play L.A., the Rams, the team that was in the Super Bowl last year, the team that just held Cam Newton to about six fantasy points this last week. So and- if the Browns don't win on Monday, they – will probably be favored to go 0-3. Yes. It's not how you want to start the season at all. And the Rams have a very good defensive line. Very good. Very, very good defensive line. One of the best in the NFL, if not the best. So th- I would. this is a must-win game here, Mike. Yeah, must win. And if they don't come out and they're not sharp, and I think this is a game that favors the Browns, but – we were all very much mistaken on Sunday. Mike, I was I, – it sounds stupid, but I was, like, sick to my stomach. Oh, me too. I, the whole day at work – I mean, the Monday was – Monday's already bad enough. I mean, it was terrible. Yeah. It was miserable. Mm-hmm. You yeah. just got to hope they look better. I mean, uh, just too much talent on the team to look that bad. It's unacceptable. Yeah. Well, I mean, the Jets – Blew a 16-point lead in the third quarter on Sunday to Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills. They, they really did not look great. They obviously got their first uh, few points. Uh, C.J. Mosley had a 17-yard interception of Josh Allen. I, I mean, Buffalo's got a pretty good defense, but I didn't really see a lot from Sam Darnold that was all that impressive last week. Um, he did throw a touchdown pass to Le'Veon Bell. Um the Jets gave up 128 yards on the ground in total, 70 by Devin Singletary, the, the Bills' rookie running back. So I'm hoping that Nick Chubb and the Browns commit to the run game this week. And They need to commit they, more to the run. They need to do a better Bottom job line. of blocking up front. Absolutely, and eliminate the penalties. Well, and last year, if you remember, you were at this game, Andy. Remember when the Browns played the Jets on Monday night? That was Baker's yep. first uh, first action. Mm-hmm. So this is Baker v. Darnold part two. Round two. Uh, you know, the second, the first and the third picks in last year's draft. So I think the Browns can get after Darnold. I think they can at least get four or five sacks. They, they should be expected. So I, I'm hoping that uh, – they do, because that, that was another thing that really disappointed me this past week. You know, we, we heard all offseason, oh, well, the defense is just so dominating, and the defensive line is so dominating. I really didn't see it. Me, I mean, neither did I. You know, Miles We Garrett, had one sack, I think. Uh, maybe two, maybe one or two. I have to go back and look. But, I mean, it really was not overwhelming. It was not impressive at all. I, I'm not sure that I like this, um, whatever the hell they call having, uh, you know, a 4 2 5 defense the, the Browns tackling especially with their linebackers Kirksey and Schobert is very unimpressive I, I mean you'd routinely see Derrick Henry or Deion Lewis get past the line of scrimmage and then you'd have to have the D lineman come up and make the tackle 
you know, I saw that a few times. And it's just – I think Schobert and Kirksey have to go. I really don't think that they are uh, going to be around very long. Where was Mac? I didn't see Mac at all during that he, game. He was an uh, – no, actually he was not an active. That was Sione Takitaki who was an active uh, with a hamstring. I did not see or remember seeing Mac in the game at all. Because he was go back and look at the snap. He looked counts, great but... during the preseason. He was in, you know, yeah, in almost every play. He looks he looks like a dog, a linebacker. But we'll uh, we'll see as the season progresses. And I, my prediction is that Schobert and Christian Kirksey will not be on the team as early as next season. Yeah, I mean, they I don't think they can pay them anyway with all the the different mouths that they have to feed. You know, one of them, if not both of them, are definitely gone. That's why they drafted two linebackers this year. Absolutely. Well, and the other thing, too, was on the other side of the ball. What, what are we going to do to shore up the offensive line? You know, is it a schematic thing? Is it a talent thing? Because, you know, what was it? Lamb came in after Greg Robinson, who's who just so happens to be a, be a better kicker than Austin He's Seward. the best kicker on the team. Yeah, exactly. Uh, oh, my God. It's uh, pathetic. Absolutely pathetic. So, and what's his name? Uh, the second round offensive lineman from last year. Oh, he's he's terrible. What's his name again? I forget. I don't even remember. But that was Dorsey's probably Dorsey's worst pick. And he was the first pick in the second round last year. Yeah, I mean that could have been Cortland Sutton. That could have been, you know, I mean anybody. There was, there was anybody a few, else. There was a few tackles on the board that I would have preferred at that mm-hmm. point, but that so far has been his worst draft pick to date. But boy, I. Uh, I'm a little bit nervous for Monday night. You know, we, we have to face Le'Veon Bell again. And, you know, I think the Browns and the Browns are a better team than the Jets. But I thought the Browns were a better team than the Titans. So, so it, did I. you know, if this the Browns looked like they were playing a preseason last week. So they better go and get ready because, you know, Baker throwing three picks is unacceptable. We just got to hope that, you know, Hope it was a fluke, you know, that they came out flat. But, I mean, when you have that many penalties and you look that bad, it scares you a little bit. No doubt about it. Well, do you want to feel a little bit better about the Browns? Yes, I would love to. All right, well, we're going to go to my homie, Jim Rome, uh, who's going to break it down for us. Who we thought they were. A lot of you were saying that. I see it on Twitter. I see it in my emails. I see you saying they're still chokers. Cleveland is still the mistake by the lake. This group is overrated. They're overhyped. They're paper champs. You're going to come in here and point to Odell Beckham Jr. rocking a Richard Mill on his wrist as proof that he is a diva and that they're not ready. You're going to say that most of last year's wins came against teams with losing records. You're going to say Freddie Kitchens was not ready to be a head coach. You're going to say that the league has already figured out Baker Mayfield or that he was overrated in the first place. Then you're going to make it personal. You're going to say, hey, Rome, you've been calling them America's team for nearly a year. Don't you feel like an idiot? Don't you want to take that back? That take age pretty well, Rome. Don't you want to stop hyping them? Don't you want to apologize for that? Where's the apology, Rome? You know what? You know what? You might be right. Honestly, you might be right. That was that bad of a loss. That was a brutal loss. And you know what? I'm the first guy to say, own it. 
be accountable, be responsible. All right, then. All right, then. In the aftermath of a beatdown like that, I'll own it, and I am here to apologize. I am here to apologize to all of you for absolutely nothing. I'm not going to stop hyping them. Not yet. I'm going to double down, in fact. Are you cowards? Are you Johnny-come-latelys? Are you summer soldiers? Are you sunshine patriots? Are you bandwagon hoppers? Jump off. Jump off right now. Because I built this bandwagon in the darkness. I was building this thing when everybody else was clowning the Browns last year. I'm not giving up on America's team because of one loss. No, not only am I not getting off now, I'll buy more. I'll double down. I do love that clip. I mean, at the end of the day, it is one game. And, you know, as we know, last year, the New England Patriots won the Super Bowl, right? Yes. They got shellacked by the Titans in week one last year. Yes, they did. So not saying that the Browns are going to win the Super Bowl, but I'm saying one week. It happens. It's just week one. We have a whole season left, and I hope that Freddie gets the staff and the team on board, more disciplined, smarter play calling, smarter schematic, and wins on Monday night. I still have faith, obviously. I I mean, I I still believe we have the right players and the right coaching staff in place. I think this one just hurt so much more because of all the hype and all the expectations. And to come out and look like that was just terrible. But it is refreshing to hear somebody from the national media not just blow up and criticize the Browns. Yeah. Like, you know, Colin Cowturd. (laughs) He who must not be named. That's right. All right. Well, you know, I did have a good time on Sunday, regardless of how bad the Browns played. Just having football back and being able to check my fantasy teams and seeing how, you know, players are performing and looking up stats like a madman. It was was a lot of fun. So so fun. It's the best time of the year. Yeah, absolutely. So, Andy, what do you say? Let's get into uh, some SFL action. Um, It was an interesting week this week. Uh, There there was a few teams that – it really blew up, and a few teams that were a little disappointing. We had a couple close games, too. Um, let's get into the first matchup here. Um, we've got Team Fantuzo, computer team. Man. Uh, actually, I uh, pulled up week two instead of week one, so uh, bear with me. I have to reopen up week uh, week one here. Thanks, ESPN. You're so <laughs> your new uh, new system. Yeah, it's totally different here. It, now. it is. It is totally different. Still, uh, still a little bit of a learning curve. Well, I know they they had a um, an issue with their defense scoring. So, like, I had Dallas's defense, and they had them like having like thirteen points, and then like an hour later, I logged back on and they had like one point. Yeah, like, same thing happened to my dad. I think weird. With, um, Patriots defense. Yeah, yeah. He he asked me about that, and um. I went back and I looked at the actual scoring tables, and it looks like it is correct. So It is. It added up. It's just I, for some reason it seems like overall the defensive scoring is lower this year. It does. And I went back and I looked in years past, and it all matched up too. So it just – I don't know. Yeah. It was just weird. But I think, I think probably because we saw a higher number and then it went lower that we were just kind of like, wait, what? Exactly. It makes you – but if it's, if it's, you know, all the way throughout and it's not just your team – it's still fair. Yeah. It just kind of freaks you out when you see that number change. Yeah. So, like so drastically like that. Yeah, absolutely. And everybody can go look at the scoring uh, system 
uh, on ESPN's website too, if you know, if you question it at all, but um, uh, I, I did back, go back and double check and it was correct. So um, let's get into uh, woke up feeling dangerous. Eric's team taking the loss versus not digs in my team, uncle Joe's team, uh, 103 to 76. Eric's team uh, got blown out a little bit here, Andy. Yeah. And he had a, a, a 30 point lead. Mike going into uh, the the first Monday night game, mm-hmm. and then DeAndre Hopkins just well, blew up. Deshaun Watson put up thirty. DeAndre Hopkins twenty seven. So I mean, you got a combined fifty seven points. It's going to be enough to take Eric down. I mean, and did you watch any of that game, Mike? I, I'll admit it. I did not watch much football after the Browns this week because I was I was just not in the mood. Yeah, I understand. But I will tell you, and I think I might have texted you this, DeAndre Hopkins is a god among men. That He's guy is the best wide receiver I have ever seen play football. It, it is amazing how he plays the game. His catch radius seems to be limitless. His hands are incredible. His goals for the season are 2,000 yards, 20 touchdowns, and zero drops. He is well on his way. Oh, for sure. The guy is an absolute animal. I definitely the best receiver in the NFL, in my opinion. Yeah, Devon, Devontae uh, Adams over, was was one, one. You know, they were one A, one B. But in my mind, after really watching both of them play this week, there's no one close to DeAndre Hopkins. He he is a difference maker all to himself. Devontae Adams isn't isn't as physical of a freak as DeAndre Hopkins is. And Uncle Joe has Deshaun Watson and DeAndre Hopkins. I mean, that's a great stack yeah, right there. Great he's going to I mean, he, he got 57 points between those two. Absolutely. Unfortunately, his uh, team namesake, Stefan Diggs, only scored four points um, in Minnesota's win over the Atlanta Falcons. Um, Leonard Fournette and Darius Geis, his running backs, this is, this is an area that's going to really, really hurt. Because Darius Geis, Andy, has not been able to stay healthy. Um, he put up eight or excuse me, four and a half points. And he's out this week. Torn meniscus. He's out again. Yep. So not surprising, honestly. I mean, he was a guy that I I think is super talented, but I did not have any interest in no. heading into the season. No, absolutely not. not I, I wouldn't even be interested in him in a dynasty league at, no. at this point. And Leonard Fournette is now going to have issues not having Nick Foles in. I, I mean, that was a stunner. Nick Foles breaking his collarbone. And Crazy. He's, he's out indefinitely. That's unfortunate. Uh, I mean, I was really looking forward and expecting a big year from D.D. Westbrook, their uh, number one wide receiver. But, I mean, this is going to be a uh, very interesting time for the Jaguars because they were expecting to compete in the AFC South, especially with Andrew Luck uh, retiring. And I picked up the Texans' defense this week, Mike, because they're playing the Jaguars. Yeah. I mean, they don't have anybody else now. I mean, they, they have an unknown quarterback who actually, I think, came in and played. He, he decent, did, yeah. You know, Men, but shoe or something. Really, they only have to game plan for Leonard Fournette. So I'm, I'm happy. I traded him in our dynasty league. Yeah. Um, you know, that's definitely the weakness of Uncle Joe's team. Then, I mean, his other running backs, he has Kenyon Drake, who I don't even know if he's the starter in Miami. He and is. And it's Miami. He is the starter. You know, but that's not saying much. No, well, because Miami's going to get down by so much that they're just going to have to throw the football. So there's really no, no point. Um, I mean, I'm sure he'll, he may score double digits here and there, but. He'll have his moments, but. He definitely could use another uh, another running back. I mean, Rashad Penny's Chris Carson's backup. Chris Carson had a huge week this past week. Really kicking myself for uh, not taking him in the draft. I 
thought I could come back and get him the next round and I couldn't. Um, and then he's got Ty Montgomery, another running back. So who put up zero points for the jets. So he, Uncle I, Joe. he's got some good wide receivers. He's got an excellent tight end and Travis Kelsey, but Uncle Joe, if you need running backs, come talk to me. I have six of them on my roster. There we go. We got some, uh, some potential discussions, some trade rumors. Eric's team, obviously a bad, bad game by Baker Mayfield. One touchdown, three interceptions. It really hurt. Um, nine points. I, I will say, Andy, I watched Dallas and uh, the Giants play. They're, Dallas looks good. Dallas does look good. But they, I mean, keep in mind, they also played the Giants, who were terrible last year. Yeah. Andy, Saquon Barkley's the fastest player I've ever seen. He's a, he's a freak of nature, man. He's an absolute freaking nature. He was the fastest player in the NFL this week. He topped 23 miles an hour on That's his crazy. runs. I mean, I've never seen a faster player. He is a freak of nature. And he's a big boy, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's not just a little two, tiny. 225 know, pounds. Uh, I mean, he is. And I think 100 of those pounds probably come from his quads, Mike. All right, and we're back. Andy, are you with me? I am with you, Mike. All right, well, let's finish going over Eric's team here. Andy, what the heck was Eric thinking starting a defense against the Kansas City Chiefs this week? The Jaguars have a decent defense, sure, but they scored negative eight points for him this week. I know. Eric regretted that. I was talking to him yesterday, and he said that was, that was a big mistake. I mean, you, you cannot start a defense against Patrick Mahomes and, you know, I mean, it, offense. If anybody knows how good Patrick Mahomes is, it's Eric. I mean, he rode Patrick Mahomes to a title last year. Yeah, that was a big mistake. I get the Jaguars' defense is good, but Patrick Mahomes, he threw for 50 touchdowns last year. And it looks like he's on his way to throw another 50 or pass it up. Yeah, absolutely. Unfortunately, there really wasn't much Eric could do in this matchup, especially with the, uh, the Jaguars' defense. He did leave 23 points on the bench with Phillip Rivers, but, you know, he, he figured Baker was going to have a day, and he didn't. Um, but uh, Eric falls to 0-1. Uncle Joe and now 1-0, and kicking the season off on the right foot. Eric did get a nice game um, from Austin Hooper. It looks like he's going to be a pretty good tight end this year. Yeah. And now that Darius Geis goes down, he has Adrian Peterson. I'm curious to see what he does with him. I don't know but... – I guess it kind of depends on – I think Chris Thompson's going to be utilized as well. But Adrian Peterson rushed for over 1,000 yards last year, didn't he? He did rush for 1,000 yards last year. So, yeah. And Chris, that, uh, Chris Thompson has always uh, been irrelevant in fantasy. Uh, I, I have had him in years past, and yes, he's been you have. Nothing, nothing but a disappointment. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm not a big fan of his, and I was absolutely shocked when he went for $18 million on the waiver wire this morning. 
Oh, we will get to that. We, we certainly will. Well, let's move on to our next game, which was the keeping up with the Joneses versus Tyreek's daycare. And Andy, I feel bad for Evan's team because Tyreek Hill is out for four to six weeks. Yeah, and I wouldn't be surprised if it, it may be even longer. It could be six to eight. Um, that's a huge loss for Evan. But he still, I mean, I think he posted 94 points without Tyreek. So, yeah, that's a good sign for him. Evan, 94 points taken down, keeping up with the Joneses and Joey's team, 68.5 points. It was, the, uh, I think, the low score of the week here. Evan's team, Russell Wilson, 15 points. James Conner, 8. David Montgomery, boy, what a disappointment he was in his uh, first outing as a rookie. Only 3 points. Tyreek, obviously, 2, leaving the game early. As the Lizard King, Sammy Watkins, which we'll get into later on. Um balled out in that game. Robert Woods, 12 points. I'm, I'm a big Robert Woods guy. I like Bob Woods. I so think he's I. a uh, a good player. Mark Absolutely. Andrews, 20 points against the Dolphins. He was an unhailed tight end, ranked probably in the, in the teens, but I think he's Lamar Jackson's favorite target. One of them. Mike, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he had 10 touchdowns this season. I think he's this year's George Kittle. Um, wow. I really like him. Big statement. I really like him. I, I have him in, in Dynasty. Yeah. I think he's going to have a big year. wonder who traded him to you. I don't know, some uh, some dingus. Yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> this guy. Uh, Alshon Jeffrey, 18.5 points. Alshon had a great week. I think Alshon is going to be a uh, big-time receiver this year with a, with a healthy Carson Wentz. Yeah, that's that offense is going to be really good, I think. And uh, as long as he can stay healthy, he's going to have a big year. Absolutely. And the Vikings defense, I think they are a top-five defense this year. It's 15 points. Mike, I was a little surprised how much the bears played Mike Davis, which really took a lot out of David Montgomery and his carries. So I don't know if that's going to be a thing going forward where it seemed like Cohen was more of the, just the passing back. He was more of a receiver than anything, but Cohen, I think Mike Davis had more points than David Montgomery did. He did. And and I think part of the problem is Mitch Trubisky. I I do not trust Mitch Trubisky um, right now. He just looked absolutely lost. That was a really bad game. One positive note for Evan, though, is he can slide all Sean Jeffrey up into the wide receiver spot, throw Tyreek back on his bench, put Marlon Mack in. He is a starting running back for the Colts. He had 25 points and shredded the Chargers this week. Yeah, he looks good. He also, I mean, I like LaShawn McCoy on his bench, too. Yeah, he had nine and a half points. I mean, he's a serviceable player. Um, I would take that. Take that all day. Uh, Joey's team, the Joneses, the Joneses didn't do too much. Aaron Jones looked miserable against the Chicago Bears on Thursday night, only three and a half points. Julio did Julio. He had 12 points, four points for Brandon Cooks, 11 for David Njoku just because he caught that touchdown pass from Baker. Joey's favorite player, James White, nine and a half points. But you know what? James White and the Patriots play the Dolphins this week, so, you know, he could have four touchdowns. Who knows? Easily. He, could, he could also score zero points because they're up 100 to nothing. Who knows? The, the Dolphins, it's very weird. They seem to give the Patriots a tough matchup, too, every year, which is very – I don't understand that. Well, I doubt that for this week. They looked unstoppable, the Patriots. Oh, this, the Patriots. This week one. Yeah, they looked unstoppable. Crushing the Pittsburgh Steelers, just demoralizing them. Uh, on Joey's bench, 21 points from Larry Fitzgerald. Uh, I actually watched the end of that game – Kyler and Larry Fitzgerald. Larry Fitzgerald had a good game. 
And I think Joey has him slid up in his starting lineup this, this week. So we'll I, see if he can repeat. I don't know if Marquise Brown can repeat his uh, three catches, oh my God. 150 yards, two touchdowns. But uh, Hollywood Brown for the Ravens had a great week. He just consistently got behind Baltimore's, or excuse me, the Dolphins' defensive backs, and Lamar just threw it up there, and he went and got it. I think he's going to be a really big boomer bust guy all year. He has that big play potential. Deshaun um, Jackson type player. Yes, exactly. He's like the new Deshaun. Young, young Deshaun. I mean, Deshaun's always been a boomer bust fantasy player. He was booming this week. I think anytime you uh, play the Dolphins, you boom because it's like playing a college team at this point. They're clearly in tank mode. Oh, for sure. <laughs> clearly. Tanking for Tua Tagovailoa. That's right. Well, let's move on, Andy. The Pac-Men lost a close matchup versus Mark's team, Drew Febreze. Uncle Bill not happy about his loss. Mark came back on Monday night with Drew Brees and took him down. Michael Thomas, Drew Brees, similar uh, to the Houston game with the stack with Uncle Uncle Joe's team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it got him 37 points. 37 which, points. You know, which sealed him the victory. Clinched the win. Uh, unfortunately for Uncle Bill's team, I mean, boy, that's it's tough to score over 100 points and lose 109 to 113. But I think they're going to be okay. But it's tough, tough, uh, tough way to go down in Week One. Delaney Walker also, unfortunately, he had two touchdowns against the Browns, um, which you know was 19 and a half points. I don't, I don't know if you're going to get every that every week or close to that every week from Delaney Walker or 27 from Derrick Henry every week. Uh, good God. Good God. Yeah. But uh, for my dad's team, Tyrell Williams looks like he's going to be a player this year, Mike. Well, now that Antonio Brown is gone, um, I-, I like Tyrell Williams. He's in, He was the number one wide receiver in that offense, had big-time target share. Uh, I mean, he scored 19 fantasy points. Uh, I think he's going to be a uh, very, very good receiver this year, probably a wide receiver too, starting wide receiver too on, an, on any fantasy team. He'll be a top-20 guy. Absolutely. And he, he got, you know, good, good game from both his running backs. Dalvin Cook looked really, really good. Boy, did he ever. He looked, he looked very, very fast. I watched some of his, that, that game as well. He looked quick. He's a, a full year, you know, plus Removed out of that ACL, ACL injury yeah. now. So I think he is probably going to have a massive season. Yeah. He's just got to stay healthy. That's all it takes. He's, he's going to be an RB1. Guaranteed oh, if you can stay healthy. Yeah, 100%. Mark Ingram, 22 points against the uh, Miami College Dolphins. And uh, Devontae Adams only, only put up five points. And that, I think really this was the key to Uncle Bill losing, was Devontae Adams only putting up five points. I mean, Devontae Adams was the first-round pick uh, for his team's draft. And to only put up five points when the rest of your team is pretty well clicking. And, and Zach Ertz, mm-hmm. seven and a half points. I mean, two of your top top guys. Didn't even score double digits. So, you know, if those guys just get back to normal, I expect Bill's team to be dangerous. For sure. And he has two good tight ends right now because Darren Waller looks like he's going to get a lot of uh, passes thrown his way in the, uh, the Raiders offense. Yeah. And he also has Zach Ertz. So um, we'll see what he does there. He also has Michael Gallup on his bench, who looks like he's going to be a big part of that offense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cowboys number two receiver. He looks good. It always seems like every year when my dad drafts his team and you look at his bench after the draft, 
it's nothing. You're just kind of like, wow, there's just a lot of prospects here. But after the first two weeks, they all turn into big time contributors. Mm-hmm. Well, the 49ers offense looked like an absolute mess. And uh, Debo Samuel only put up two and a half points. Although I have no idea how they, they won 30 and scored 31 points. <laughs> I think he was dropped. Oh, was he dropped? I think. Okay. I may be wrong. Well, we'll, have to... we'll have to go over the waiver waiver report. Yeah. But his team's on the rise. I mean, they're, they're definitely one of the better uh, teams that took an L this week. Mark's team proves to 1-0. and Moving on to the next matchup, we've got whoop-de-hell Joe Marco's team losing 92-110 to to Joe Fantuzzo's team. Boy, Andy. Mm. Joe Fantuzzo's team, uh, Joe didn't update his lineup. Melvin Gordon played in this game and uh, did not play in real life. Ah, oh, man. But uh, the computer wins again. That shows how scary his team could be. Boy, his team. I mean, he scored 110 points without a second running back. Right. Every player in double digits. And Zeke didn't even have his best game. No. Because he was not at all. just coming back. Juju didn't have a great game. T.Y. Hilton balled out 24 points. Evan Ingram. He's not, yeah. He's, I feel like T.Y. Hilton's going to regress, obviously, a little bit. But Evan Ingram could be a top three tight end this year. He very well could be. Very well could be. Just because uh, they have nobody else to throw the ball to. Right. I mean, Sterling Shepard didn't look that good. Saquon and Evan Ingram. I mean, the guy you know? had, as a tight end, 11 catches, 116 yards, and a touchdown. That's wide receiver one numbers right there. Oh, yeah. For sure. I mean, watch out for this team. I mean, he also he had 33 points from Dak Prescott on the bench. 16 oh, from Jamison Crowder. Jordan Reed, obviously, out with the concussion. Golden Tate suspended. Jalen Richard, uh, his second running back on his team, did uh, put up zero points. Corey Davis, zero points. I, I mean, I, I think depth will eventually be an issue for him. But the question is, is anybody going to stop him before Melvin Gordon comes back? Because, guys, if we don't stop this team before Melvin Gordon comes back, they will roll over everyone. I think Joe's downfall is going to be once bye weeks start coming. Yes. I, I mean, I don't know if he's going to update his roster. So, Well, I hope that's not the case. But uh, we'll see what happens. Obviously, it's his team to manage. And uh, he won his way this week and uh, worked out. Congratulations, computer. Yeah. Well, Joe Marco's team. 92 points, 27 of them from Patrick Mahomes, obviously number one quarterback in the NFL. Andy, the guy's just amazing. He, he threw his first touchdown within the first 45 seconds of the game. Yeah, it was, to uh, the, Liz- the Lizard King. The Lizard King. Sammy Watkins. Uh, Le'Veon Bell, 20 points. He had, a, he had a good week against the Buffalo Bills. Buffalo's got a good defense, Andy. This is a guy that concerns me against the Browns this week. I mean, if we gave up that many yards to, to Derrick Henry, you know, Le'Veon may run all over us. The problem, and I think the Browns can stifle him in the run game, hopefully. But the, it's the receiving but game. But it's the receiving game that's going to hurt. It's going to hurt. Phillip Lindsay is in, locked in a uh, timeshare with Royce Freeman. He only had eight points. Odell Beckham, seven catches, 70 yards. He had ten and a half points. Uh, I, I expect Odell to be fine yeah he'll be fine yeah he'll be fine uh dj moore eight and a half george kittle i, I expect him to bounce back more I... their offense concerns me a little bit though in san francisco what is garoppolo doing 
I mean, I don't know. They did not look Kittle, good. Kittle had the most targets on the team, but he only had eight catches for 54 yards. I'd be a little bit worried about San Francisco. Yeah, I think it's going to be a long year for them, honestly. Tariq Cohen, eight points. Browns D. Somehow they managed one point. Amazing. But a guy. Yeah, how did uh, they get a point? I don't know. I don't even want to think about it. A guy that I think is going to have a good year if he can stay on the field, Andy, Josh Gordon. He uh, he sure. I think he may lose some value though, Mike, with Mister Big Chest coming in. True, true. Because I think that is a, a. scary and, receiving uh, core. Oh, it's the funny thing about that receiving core is that going into the season they had nobody. They were looking at Nikhil Harry and Jacoby Myers is their two receivers. You know because. Um, Edelman was coming off an injury. They didn't know when he was going to be back. Now they got Josh Gordon, yeah. Antonio Brown, and Julian Edelman. Probably the best top three, but also a very risky top three with injuries and drugs and insanity. Rape, rapes as well. Insanity, yeah. So that was um, that was an interesting article that came out about Antonio Brown. Uh, but did you try and decipher the text? Yeah, I glanced at it. And then I had to go puke. I, what was that? That was Ubonics. If you want to be frightened, read it. If you want to live a normal life, don't read it. If you want the text, I have a picture of it. If you feel like you can decipher it. Did he send it to you? He sent it to me. Oh, okay. No. no I, I don't know. We, <laughs> <laughs> but it is bizarre. Bizarre. Beyond bizarre. Uh, so... Anyway, any thoughts on these guys and these two teams? Well, I think both teams are good. Both teams are going to be competitors going forward, I think. Absolutely. Moving on. Make America great again versus the Avengers. 122 to 116. This was our highest point battle. Andy, you would have beat every other team. I know. That's every a real other team. The butt, Mike. You got, you got the buzzsaw award of the week. Uncle Tom's team is loaded. 122. Uh, Kirk Cousins, 13 points. Meh. Alvin Kamara, 19 and a half points. Chris Carson, 20 points. Andy, I am kicking myself on the regular for not drafting this guy. He was on He's my board. I've got year. him on every other team that I have. I don't know why I got tempted by Joe Mixon, but I did, and I should have taken Chris Carson. And the biggest thing now this year, Mike, is he's also catching the ball. Yes. So I think he's he's clearly their top back. Yeah. And Rashad Penny is just a distant, you know, backup. He's going to have a huge year because they like to run the ball too. Absolutely. So. That was a great pick by Uncle Tom. Boy. Well, Andy, shall we uh, talk about the Lizard King? Uh, we have to. He crushed me, Mike. Crushed you. He took your soul and reigned supreme as the Lizard King. And for the, for the reason that uh, everyone, nobody probably has any idea why the heck we're calling yeah. Sammy Watkins the Lizard King. I mean, the guy scored, what, 41, 41 and a half, and a half points. points this week? I mean, I mean, it was unbelievable. There was at one point, Mike, it was like for the 1 o'clock games, like going into the end of the third quarter, he, Sammy Watkins had more points than my entire team. Right. Yeah, amazing. And he just absolutely balled out. Nine catches, 198 yards, and three touchdowns. Now, do I expect that to continue? 
No, not at that level. But I, that was ex- probably... I expect him to play well. Oh, for sure. Especially with Tyreek Hill out now. Especially with Tyreek Hill out. Well, let me just go back to the Wayback Machine to April 4th, 2019, when Sammy Watkins tweeted, I am a whole different species. I'm convinced I'm not a human. I never, I never was. I'm more like an advanced reptilian, solar-powered being. I'm very powerful, and it kind of scares me. Well, his performance kind of scared me, Mike. Andy, he performed like a reptilian solar being. He was whacking people out of the way with his tail. This week, for sure. They couldn't get anywhere near him. I mean, he slithered all over the place and uh, reigned supreme as the Lizard King. What the hell is that? I mean, what is wrong with some of these people? I don't even want to. I need I don't even him want. and him and Antonio Brown need to sit down and talk to each other. I don't want to have a uh, a podcast solely about insanity and and, <laughs> and mental health and us playing psychiatrists because that that, that could be six hours long. Christian Kirk, Bizarre. eight points. Vance McDonald, five points. Boy, what a disappointment he was in the Steelers. Uh, Steelers lost thirty-three to three. They got absolutely smoked by New England. Sony Michelle, Andy, one point. And that's the scary thing. Vance McDonald and Sony Michelle both had very quiet weeks. Very, and I think both of them are going to be big fantasy players well, this year. And don't forget, Uncle Tom still has Antonio Brown. Yes, sitting on his bench, looming, waiting to take over and score take a Christian touchdown spot. against the Miami College Dolphins this week. Uh, his bench, pretty underwhelming everywhere else, though. Nobody in double digits. Um, moving on over to your team, Andy, how do you feel like your team's performance was this week? I was very disappointed out of Nick Chubb's performance. He didn't even get you double digits, nine and a half points. No. Uh, was, they didn't really felt like him, he though. was invisible. They didn't run him, and then the lone touchdown they gave to freaking Dontrell. Yeah, Hilliard. what was that? I was, I was ticked off, but I thought you know Nick will get his, and then the rest of the game went south. So wasn't Dontrell um, Hilliard hurt now? I think he did get hurt. Yeah, great. So hey, so just just run move. Nick Chubb let's, more. Let's, run the ball more. Let's trade Duke Johnson. That's a great idea. Yeah, that was pretty bad. Stupid. Anyway. Carson Wentz had a great game for you, 24 points. Josh Jacobs, Andy, this is one of your favorite players. That's my boy. 22 and yes, a half sir. points. He, uh, he looked good against Denver last night. He looked good. He's going to um, get a lot of volume. He's the clear workhorse back there. Yeah. I would like to see him catch the ball a little bit more. but I think that'll um, come. It'll come. For, for a first game, I mean, a phenomenal debut. Absolutely. I think he, there was some stat that he had, like, the most – I don't know if it was, like, the most um, touchdowns, like – I think it was a combined 100-yard game and two touchdowns. He was the first rookie running back to do that since LT. So that's good company. That is great company, absolutely. Well, a guy, speaking of a running back that can catch the ball, Austin Eckler. Boy, Man. He had 12 carries for 58 yards and a touchdown, six receptions for 96 yards and two touchdowns for 35 fantasy points. Andy, he is really, really looking like one of the top running backs right now. Yeah, he's uh, he's going to be huge for me. And I got him pretty late in the draft, too. So. Yeah, yeah, mid-round pick. I mean, that's uh, really, really going to pay off. I really like Austin Eckler. I've got him on uh, our Dynasty team. Yeah, you do. Your, your team is loaded, by the way. It is. On Dynasty. I don't want to brag, but yeah, it is pretty it's good. It's scary. Scary good. It is pretty good. Um, 
Tevin Coleman, six points. He, uh, I think he went down with a bit of an injury. He did high ankle sprain, so okay, so I'll be mean, out for a few weeks. He, this may be Matt Breida's chance to to take over. Yeah, you know, he was the guy last year. Even when Tevin comes back, those are lingering injuries to start with. So, um, I don't know if if Breida takes control, Tevin may not get the starting job back. I could see that happening. Cortland Sutton, fifteen and a half points. I know you're you're a big Cortland Sutton fan. Uh, Darrell Henderson. Uh, he, Andy, I'm a little bit confused about the Rams' backfield situation. Malcolm Brown was their backup last year. Uh, had a few good games. And they drafted Daryl Henderson in the third round. Everybody thinks, oh, my gosh, he's going to be Todd Gurley's backup. you got to get him. you got to stash him. I- I'd still keep him. I'd still think he's rosterable right now. But Malcolm Brown just went for a ton of money on the waiver wire. And they didn't even give Daryl Henderson a sniff of the, of the field this past yeah, week. I think he had, he had one carry, I think. Yeah. I don't think – right now it doesn't look like he has any value unless Todd Gurley goes down. Yeah. Um, he'll be the number two. He'll be the receiving back. But Malcolm Brown got all the goal line carries too. I mean, did Todd Gurley even have a touchdown? I don't think so. I don't think he did. No, he didn't. He didn't. So, no. weird. Mm-hmm. Very strange. Well, a guy that I – you know, we talked briefly about Deshaun Jackson earlier, a boomer bus guy. He boomed. Back he in boomed Philly. Big. 31 points. I mean, he uh, – he, had a great day. I mean, what Deshaun Jackson does, he comes in, he stretches the field. I mean, he had an average of 19.3 yards per reception. That's fantastic value. Eight catches, 854. Excuse me, eight catches, 154, two touchdowns, 31 fantasy points. Unfortunately, it was on your bench, but he's a guy that uh, I-, I like moving forward. I think you just made a, made a bit of a trade, trading him and O.J. Howard away, right? That's correct. What'd you get in return? I got Brandon Cooks and Naheem Hines. Okay. So you, you just wanted another receiver. Yeah, I just – Mike Williams scares me a little bit. Um, he got banged up. He's kind of had a little bit of an injury history. I like Hawkinson a lot going forward. Yeah. They, the, they threw him the ball a ton. I think he's going to be mm-hmm. a big part of their offense. I mean, so, 22 fantasy points is in, in his NFL debut. I mean, he had six catches, 131 yards, and a touchdown on nine targets. So – typically rookie tight ends are not relevant in fantasy. He he had the best day, most yards out of any rookie ever. tight end ever yeah. in their debut. So uh, I think uh, it, your trade was really motivated by anything more of just to upgrade one position because you had some depth at another. Exactly. That's exactly what it was. So that's, uh, that was a trade that did go through this afternoon. Well, moving on to our final game, the going – Al in Matt's team, 91 points, losing to my team, the Teenage Newton Ninja Turtles. Mike, I like the name. You do? What do you think of it? What, what inspired this change? Because you know, you've, been, you've been a team with no name for two or three seasons now. I know. I think the fact that the show Game of Thrones ended. And poorly. And ended add. poorly, mind us, yeah. I think that kind of just, meh, kind of just wanted a fresh little facelift. Did, did a little bit of thinking around. I had a lot of guys on my team that didn't really have great great names. Thought about maybe like, you know, Lamar's my starting QB at the moment, but could I uh, was thinking maybe the Jackson 5 was thinking that one. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't want to be mixing it up because that's already been done. That was Yeah, that was what, Mark last year, I Mark think? Mark last year. So I, asked, I was thinking about some names, and I was like, wait a second. Let's do that one. So – Made a nice little uh, logo with Cam's face on it and uh, may make T-shirts. We'll see if anybody wants one. There we go. <laughs> um, but uh, 
my team, Andy, I, I did the Eric Schmidt formula of, formula of last year. Have the number one running back and the number one quarterback of the week. Lamar Jackson, yeah, 32 points. He had five touchdown passes. Christian McCaffrey, 37 fantasy points. Those two combined for 69 points, Mike. Yeah. I mean, they uh, that's huge. They carried my team because nobody else really did a thing. Christian McCaffrey had 19 carries, 128 yards, two touchdowns, 10 catches for 81 yards. I mean, he is uh, – He's a freak. He's an amazing player. It worries me a little bit that they're playing on Thursday night. They got the tomorrow game, but they are playing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So hopefully he uh, continues to his ways. Joe Mixon got banged up, only scored me two points. on Johnson, my third-round pick, six points. So when you get eight points out of your second and third picks, you typically don't win. But thankfully, Lamar and Christian uh, really carried my team to victory. Tyler Boyd and Tyler Lockett, 10 points apiece. I mean, I'll take it. But And Tyler Lockett, I was surprised. He didn't really get targeted too much. He had the one touchdown that kind of saved his points. He had two, Other than that, he I had mean, there was targets. Really... One, two targets. One catch. One was a touchdown. 44 right? yards. And that was the hit. Wow. So that saved his day. It really did. I mean, I expect more from him going forward, but uh, but we'll see. Unfortunately, we got the news today that Hunter Henry went down with a, a broken knee, so he, he's going to be out four to six weeks. So uh, that uh, that really hurts. That hurts. That hurts. He was you know due for a big year too. Yeah, especially in the red zone. So um, Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, their value is going to go up a little bit. I think so. Absolutely, more targets for them. John Brown was Buffalo's number one wide receiver and surprised the hell out of me, scoring 21 and a half points uh, this week for the Bills. And, you know, he's just – he's playing with a quarterback with a, a big arm, and he's the deep threat. So, right. um, not even close to the same level of talent. But in, in a way, it's kind of like Mahomes and Tyreek Hill. Mm-hmm. So. Poor man's. Poor, poor man's. man's, yeah. Very, very poor man's. Very poor man's, yeah. Bargain, bargain basement players. Uh, Matt's team. He got 21 points from Kyler Murray. Boy, Kyler Murray surprised me in his debut. He, he brought that team back. I watched that game. Brought that team back to tie it. I, I was hoping they would pull it off in overtime. David Johnson actually had a good week in fantasy, Andy. My favorite player. 22 fantasy points, 18 carries, 82 yards, 6 catches, 55, and a touchdown. He caught Kyler Murray's first touchdown pass. Hey, you know, if it's going to work for uh, the Cardinals, they didn't lose. Mike, that's his best – David Johnson's best fantasy game in two seasons. Wow. So yeah, – Good um, for Matt. I hate you, David Johnson. Keenan Allen, 22 points. So, I mean, Matt had three guys. They got him 65 points. But the rest of the team really didn't do too much. Devonta Freeman, what a disappointment. One, one and a half point. Cooper Cup coming off of the ACL, seven and a half points. Jared Cook. Only four points. He, he really uh, needed him to step up to uh, to take me down on Monday night. It didn't happen. Kenny Galladay, 12 points. You think he did have a touchdown in that game. Miles Sanders, two and a half on the bench. Uh, Josh Allen, 15 points on the bench. So not, not Bench a, didn't do much. Not, not a ton of production from Matt's bench. So we'll see. I like Miles Sanders going forward. I, I expected him to kind of get off to a slow start in the first few games as he's getting his footing under him, but I think oh, he's yeah. going to be a player. He's going to take over that backfield by the end of the year for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So I, I, I like Matt's team a lot. Uh, we'll see. It's just going to be a matter of who's going to put it together on a week-to-week basis. That's it. Yeah, he has potential. Yeah, definitely does. So I improved to 1-0. and 
Matt falls to 0 and 1. Well, Andy, let's go over um, uh, an amusing topic, the waiver wire and, and the transaction oh. list. So why don't you give us the rundown of the recent activity and, and what's been going on um, and who's been uh, doing some, uh, some tinkering. All right, Mike. So there, here's all the moves from today forward. So uh, there were some big, big money moves here uh, this morning. Boy, that surprised, surprised the hell the, out of uh, me. Some real, I mean, you only have a hundred bucks. Remember, you don't get any of that money back. Um, so, but you can't take Marco. that money with you, though. You can't take it with yeah, you under right. the offseason. That's right. So, so I will not. I will not reimburse you for your your free agent budget. <laughs> that's the beauty of it. Is if you really want a guy, you can go get him. Which is it's better than you know being stuck somewhere on the waiver wire, and if nobody ahead of you doesn't pick somebody up, you're just stuck there all year. Absolutely. You know. So here's the waiver waiver wire pickups. Joe Marco he picked up John Ross. Solid pickup. I think uh, how he's going to be a good he player this year. How much did he pay for him? Twenty one bucks. Okay. John, John, I mean, John Ross had a great week. He had a great week. He did. I think he's going to have a good year, especially with AJ Green out. You know, mm-hmm. um, they have a new offensive scheme there in Cincinnati. So we'll we'll see how he does. Uh, my dad picked up Derek Carr, spent seventeen dollars. So Derek Carr looked pretty good, really, and um, not a bad backup to have. Yeah, uh, but... I don't know if he was worth seventeen dollars, but no, I-, I was stunned by that one. Stunned. Then Matt picked up Terry McLaurin for 26 bucks, the rookie from Washington. Another guy who I think is going to be really good. He looks like their number one receiver there on a team that doesn't have a lot of offensive weapons. Probably could have got him for cheaper. I, I put a bid in for him uh, for, I think, a dollar. I didn't think anybody was going to pick him up. Um, I mean, so has, good he pickup had five, by Matt. He had 20 fantasy points in week one. So, you know, if you, if you think he's going to be a guy who can put up 10 to 20 points on a weekly basis that that's that's worth it go for it okay i picked up the texans defense i overspent for the texans defense i just was disgusted by the uh i got zero points from the the eagles defense this past week so i wanted to make sure i got a defense with a good matchup so i spent 13 bucks definitely overspent on the texans defense um uncle joe spent 31 dollars. he's the big baller High spender of the week, Mike. Yeah. Uh, on Malcolm Brown. So, uh, Andy, is Malcolm Brown a starting running back? He's not. But I could see I could see spending that much on uh, on Malcolm Brown if Todd Gurley was hurt. I, oh, I would spend I would spend more. I'd probably than spend that. A fifty. I'd spend bucks, probably. I might spend bucks. like seventy. Right. Plus, I mean. I don't think any of the other bids were close, but uh, on that one. But I uh, think I put I, I bid like five or six bucks on him. Okay. I didn't think I was going to get him, but, but I you know the th- the thing is we everybody has an equal free agent budget, and if you want a guy, go yes, get him. Go get him. Go get him. Okay, Joe Marco. Another move that he made. He he picked up Chris Thompson for fifteen bucks. Mike, I think Chris Thompson. He was he was injured a lot last year. If he's healthy, I think he can be a solid player. But last year he didn't do anything. I mean, he was he was pretty bad. Yeah. And I think it's Adrian he, Peterson's. I think it's Adrian Peterson's team right now. With, he, with he's guys the out. third down back in Washington. Adrian Peterson is going to play the first and second down, and Chris Thompson is just a pass catcher. So. Yeah. So I think it's AP's team right now with guys out. Mike, here's where it gets really interesting on the waiver pickup. We had a real Uncle Tom. I don't think Uncle Tom knew what he was doing. 
So he picked up Sam Darnold. Okay. okay he spent spent two dollars on Sam Darnold. Fifteen minutes later, he dropped Sam Darnold for Matthew Stafford. Huh? Did uh, new information come out between four forty three and five oh four a.m.? I don't know what happened. He must be. He must have an inside source with the Lions okay. or the Jets. Either that, um, or he but... was just going in free agency alphabetical order. <laughs> I don't know. It could be either one of those things. But he wasn't done yet. Okay. So later, he added Danny Amendola. Eight minutes later. He dropped Danny Amendola, mm. and he picked up Trey Quinn. Mm. Then several hours later, around noon, he dropped Trey Quinn, and he picked up Rex Burkhead. So I, <laughs> I would like to know what was going through Uncle Tom's head today. Well, I, I think uh, Uncle Tom is quickly earning a new nickname called uh, Tinkering Tom. Tinkering Tom. Uncle Tom, in a, he, he's always one of the leaders in waiver wire in, in moves, but he, he's taken the lead already this year after one week. So he has uh, 46 transactions, and I think the next closest has three. Yes. So he's, he's looking for a new record this year. Okay. All right. So the remaining pickups, Mike, you, um, you picked up Giovanni Bernard and Jimmy Graham so to replace Joe Mixon and obviously Hunter Henry, who got injured. Yep. Um, I later picked up the Packers defense. Evan picked up Danny Amendola. So Danny Amendola had been really moving around. He's been on two or three different teams today. And then me and Joey made the trade. I sent OJ Howard, Deshaun Jackson for Brandon Cooks and Naheem Hines. And so that's it as of now. Okay. Wow. Well, that, uh, that was definitely a very, very busy free agency day, led by and spearheaded by Uncle Tinkering Tom. Tinkering Tom. I, I, in honor of Danny Amendola winning the day for most transactions, I feel it very, very appropriate to uh, play his theme song. Uh, not the not the right song, unfortunately, but I have it. I have it. The wait Please stand by, and of course, over. YouTube is going to give me a fifteen second ad. Of course, so, uh, you know this this Danny Amendola song is apparently brought to you by Sprint because they really want you to buy a cell phone. You know the the Samsung phones, man. I'll tell you what, they just they just do so many things. It's amazing. Anyway, here's a Danny Amendola song that I've been trying to play. Grandpa Schmidt would be proud of our singing voice. He really would. I uh, think we may do an encore of Johnny Verbeck next if people want to stay (laughs) tuned for our second podcast. But uh, 
uh, I, I think that's going to be a great theme song. I think that's a quality song, Amendola. Um, so anytime Danny Amendola is in a starting lineup this year and, we will is, play that and, song. and is, is, scores a point, we will be playing that song. I'm looking forward to it. I am looking forward to our next sing-along, Andy. That would be a true honor to sing with you. We got to go karaoke Mike. We should. We definitely should. <laughs> well, anyway, um, let's pick some games for week two of the NFL and week two for fantasy. So before we do that, Mike, let me give you the scores. Ooh, last oh, week. yeah. Let me hear that. So I forgot we already had a pick already. We both struggled a little bit in the fantasy aspect. Yes. I got three games right out of six. You got two games right out of six. <laughs> so we did wow. not do very well. Now, on the NFL games, Mike, I, I did a really good job. You did, you did decent. I killed it. I picked 13 out of 16. Did you really? Yeah, you picked eight out of 16. Dang. So, so I am, uh, I'm starting with one foot in the grave already. That's right. But, hey, you're 1-0, though, in the, where it matters. Well, I guess that's in the true. SFL, and in the and in one and zero in the gentlemen's bets with Derek Henry. That's right. All right. Well, thanks for the update, Andy. Thank you for reminding me how badly that I suck at picking <laughs> games. So, on that note, let me pick some games. Uh, first game, we have Drew Febreze versus Joe Fantuzzo. Boy, this is projected to be a close game. Mark's projected to win eighty-five point nine to eighty-three point seven. Oh, that's a tough one to pick. Um, I, I'm going to go with Fantuzo again. I think his team is really freaking good. They are. I'm going to go with Mark's team because Joe's playing with it, – it, it eventually has to bite him in the butt playing yep. a guy that's suspended and playing shorthanded. It, it eventually will have to, to bite him in the butt. And I'm going to say Mark takes advantage of it this week. Mike, Mark going 2-0. and Mark going 2-0. and he, He's trying to avoid that toilet bowl. Whoop de hell, 0-1 projected for 104 versus the Avengers 0-1, 100.5. Boy, what a close game. I'm going to say, Andy, your team wins this game because Nick Chubb is going to get the ball more, and I think he's going he's to power your team this week. Mike, I'm going to go with my team this week too. I think I bounced back after my disappointing loss last week. Got to bounce back. Sorry, Joe. The Pac-Man versus Make America Great Again. We have a battle of Bill versus Tom. Bill projected for 93.7. Tom for 94.6. Tinkering Tom's team. Boy, this is going to be a real close one. I'm going to go with Tom's team in this one. Tinkering Tom for the win. This will be a close one. Um, I'm going to say Antonio Brown is going to start a little bit slow out of the gates. Um the Lizard King, I don't think, is going to have a game like he had <laughs> again. Um, I think Devontae Adams, Aaron Rodgers bounce back. So I'm going to go with my dad's team. All right. That should be a – that is the matchup of the week. I'm looking forward to monitoring that one. I'm sure there's been a lot of smack talk around the office. Maybe Tinkering Tom is doing all of these transactions to throw Bill off the scent for what he really wants to do. We'll see. I'm curious to see how many moves Tinkering Tom has made when we finish this podcast, if there's been any more. There could be. We have not hit the refresh button. So, Tyreek's daycare projected to score 86.1 versus Uncle Joe. Not digs in my team. Evan, Uncle Joe. I'm going to go with Uncle Joe's team here. His team seems to uh, 
be dig- digging themselves. I don't trust his running backs. Uh, I'm going to go with Evans' team. Okay. Going Al in versus keeping up with the Joneses. Both teams 0-1. Matt projected for 93.4. Joey for 86.6. Uh, I know Joey made some moves. I think Joey's improved his team today. I'm going to go with Matt's team, though. I think that uh, Kyler Murray and David Johnson continue a good thing. Yeah, I'm also going to go with Matt's team. Okay. The woke up feeling dangerous Eric's team versus my team. Eric projected for 92.3. The Teenage Newton Ninja Turtles, a 97.1. Um, Andy, I'm not going to pick against my team this week, although I think that uh, Eric's team scares me appropriately. We'll see, um, we'll see what happens with your loss of uh, Hunter Henry. And Joe Mixon. And Joe Mixon. Yeah, that, yeah. What, are, do you have any concerns at all about carry on? I do. I have a lot of concerns about Carrion Johnson right now, and I was doing a lot of research on uh, on the Lions running back situation this afternoon. In fact, so Mike, I'm gonna. I, I I'm thought Carrion was going to ball out week one because the charter, excuse me, the Arizona Cardinals had the worst rushing uh, defense in, in the NFL last year. I have him in another league, and I'm I'm benching him this week actually, but that's only because I have um, Austin Eckler to take his spot. Mm, fair, but um, Mike, I'm going to go with Eric here. I'm going to go with the upset. Fair. I mean, Saquon Barkley could put up 40. Baker could just – I expect Baker to bounce back. I mean, I'm very concerned about my matchup this week. Yeah, if Eric's guys have some big games, you know, Joe Mixon down, we'll we'll see. Yeah, I mean – Eric could get his first victory here. Absolutely. All right. Well, let's uh, let's move on to the NFL. We have tomorrow's Thursday night game, the Bucs and the Panthers. Give me the Panthers. Yeah, I'm going with the Panthers. I the Bucks have to prove um James Winston has to step up. He did not look good. Will he? That is the question. Cardinals, Ravens. I'm gonna say the uh Ravens dominate the cards this week. Yeah, Ravens are gonna kill him. What speaking of the Ravens, what an easy schedule to open up the Boy, season. Are you I know. kidding me? I know. The Dolphins and I the know. Cardinals. It's a great way to get a couple wins right off the bat. Build some confidence up, get some momentum going. Don't worry. Browns will play them later in the year, but we got to get some wins early. We do. Chargers, Lions. I'm going to go with the Lions in this one. I think Carrion bounces back. Marlon Mack rushed for 125 yards against them last week. I think Carrion is going to have a good week this week. I think he'll have a good week. I think TJ Hawkinson's going to have another big week, but I'm going with the Chargers. All right. Colts, Titans. I'm going to go with the Titans. How can you pick against them after what they did to the Browns? I'm also going with the Titans. I think they have the momentum. They have a good defense. Colts no longer have Andrew Luck. I say Titans win. 49ers versus the Cincinnati Bungles. Boy, this is a game that's uh, pretty bad. I'm going to go with the Bengals in this one. I'm going to go, Mike, with the 49ers. Okay. Jaguars, Texans. I think we're both going to take the Texans in this one. Yeah, that's going to be With a rookie quarterback for the Jaguars. Yes. Vikings, Packers. This is a really good game. I'm going to go with the Minnesota Vikings. This will be a really good game. Is this like a 4 o'clock, 4.05 game? This is a 1 o'clock start. Really? Okay. Um, Mike, give me the Packers. Okay. Cowboys, Redskins. Boy, with the way the Cowboys looked last week, I'm taking 
Dak Prescott and America's former team, the Cowboys. That's right. Yeah, Mike, I think the Cowboys are – their offense looks like it's really, really good. They have Amari Cooper now and Zeke Elliott the entire season. I'm going with the Cowboys. Okay. Seahawks-Steelers. This is an intriguing game as well. I'm going to go with the Steelers bouncing back in this game. Yeah, I think the Steelers definitely bounce back. Especially After, at home. Big Ben is different at home, it seems like, fantasy-wise and just NFL-wise. Agreed. So, yeah, I think I, I expect the Steelers to bounce back. Bills versus the Giants. Uh, tough one. Could see it really going either way. Both teams aren't great. Give me the pick. Give me the Bills. Bills, okay. I'm going to go the Giants. Okay. Patriots versus <laughs> the Miami Dolphins. Dolphins, right? Oh, you said it. Okay. <laughs> We're both going with the Patriots. Chiefs, Raiders. Uh, I'm going to go with the Chiefs in this one. Obviously. Oh, yeah. For sure. Saints, Rams. 425 starts. Real good game. Rematch of the NFC Championship and the infamous pass yes, interference penalty. Right. So. I am going to go with the Saints for the revenge game. Okay. I'm going to go with the Rams. Okay. Bears-Broncos, Sunday afternoon. Give me the Bears. Yeah, I think the Bears are going to win easily. The Broncos, I don't think the Broncos have a good offense this year, Mike. They are going to smack Flacco. Yeah. Eagles-Falcons on Sunday night football. I'm going to go with the Eagles. I will also go with the Eagles. Fly, Eagles, fly. And on Monday night, your Cleveland Browns versus the New York football, J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Andy, if the Browns don't win this game, we are in serious jeopardy oh going down God. to 0-3. So I'm going to pick the Browns, but they better. They better play better. I, I hope they had a big – you know, a really good week of practice this week and, you know, got some of those things fixed. I hope they were motivated. Baker always plays with a chip on his shoulder. I feel like maybe he needs to get that back. I don't know if there was too much hype going into this season, but they better win, Mike. Yeah. Or like you said, we could easily be 0-3 to start the season. And then pretty much all hopes of making the playoffs are going to be down the toilet. Absolutely. Well, Andy, that obviously concludes our picks for the night. Um, I want to include a a new segment starting next week. Uh, We're going to have – Everybody, if you want to text us, whatever, we're going to do a mailbag section. So we're going to answer your questions uh, as an audience. I like that. So write it, write your questions in. We'll answer them. Are you, are you concerned about, you know, if somebody, for example, wanted to know, what is the maximum number of moves that is allowed in the fantasy football league? <laughs> we'll have, Unlimited. We'll have to uh, – we'll there could be a cap on it. Andy and I will have to look at the rules and, uh, and let everybody know. So if Tinkering Tom wants to write in for that question, we may, we may answer that on next week's podcast. I like that, Mike. That will be fun. Yeah, should be a lot of fun. Hopefully we get some good questions. So uh, get your, uh, your pens and your pencils out. Write down some questions for the podcast, and Andy and I will be so happy to answer them next week. Well, I hope everybody has a great week. Good luck at fantasy. Good luck to the Browns. At least we can all enjoy our Sunday this week. Just watch some football or do some work around the yard or whatever. It's supposed to be a nice uh, nice weekend, I think. Um, so hope everybody has a great one, and we are out. Go Browns, baby. <laughs>